0: Hey guys, it's John Olson with the John Olson Show podcast. I'm here with my buddy Joe Nelson.
1: Hey Joe, look at that production value.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's all I got right there.
1: Uh, I got a couple other buttons,
0: but they're not nearly I don't as want exciting. To know what they no, are. Yeah, it's got the wah-wah and all that stuff. Exactly. So put the microphone up in your face, Joe.
1: Oh, never used one of these before.
0: You never used one of these before. So Joe, yeah. Uh, you uh, are kind of like a man around town. You uh, have a press pass. Yeah. You uh, weld things. You make things out of concrete. You smoke meat and barbecue. And well, uh, you're just all around a uh, good dude.
1: Yeah, it's called a ADD. Can't sit. Can't Gotta sit. always be busy. Um, no, during the day, I am a quality control manager at a concrete plant. Been there 25 years. Uh, before that, I did a little... So, which come
0: uh, when they were in Santee, you
1: were there as well. Yeah, we in Santee for a little while. Out. Yeah,
0: um, since the Inception,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. Um, San Diego Precast, but um, now we're over in Lakeside. It's a great job. They take good care of me. I'd like to think I, I take good care of them.
0: Good, good. Um,
1: it's awesome. a really great job. Before that, um, I did a little cup of coffee and radio got my juices going on, uh, on the radio aspect of it uh really really fell in love with radio i mean i i had my whole life but i didn't think i'd be on the inside ever And you know i did some small stuff in there i did um some production i did some promotions did a little bit of everything and when was that What what was, decade um, early 90s i'd say
0: okay early 90s yeah because you're a
1: little bit younger than i am huh? yeah i worked at SeaWorld, great job and then i moved on over to uh
0: yeah, everybody in San Diego that was born in San Diego has either worked at the zoo or SeaWorld. Yeah, it was
1: to. such a great job. And I wasn't, like, stuck in the, in the parking lot or anything or in a store. I mean, I was right there with the guests, and I just loved it. Loved talking to everybody. Did you get to wear a suit? Yeah, they made me wear a tie. Oh, no, I meant, like, like a Shamu suit or a little no, penguin suit. Uh, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese before that, and I did dress up as the rat or mouse. Ma- Is he a rat or a mouse?
0: I think he's a mouse. Well, I was a mouse. He looked very radish though.
1: Yeah. I um, I got hit once. I got blindsided as I was crouched down once and my head fell off. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going to forget that one.
0: Kid or dad? Kid. Okay. Hey, over here in El Cajon? Yeah. Gotcha. When right take- where
1: the Home Depot is. Yeah. Where I used to be, to be Kmart. Kmart and Chucky. Yep. Yeah. You got it.
0: Cool. That's, yeah. You're old school.
1: Yeah. So SeaWorld is pretty awesome. Met some really great people there. I'm standing there at the entrance of the new Shamu Stadium and here comes towards me, Amy Irving, Steven Spielberg, Richard Dreyfuss, and Heather O'Rourke, the little girl from uh, Poltergeist. Yeah, she was a local. And she was, you're right. And got to talking to them. It was pretty neat. Um, it was really awesome. It was a great a great experience there.
0: So were you some kind of VIP tour guide or something? Or you just happened to be working at Shamu Stadium when they walked up?
1: No, I was just working there and as far oh. as I know, they didn't even have any security. They were just walking around.
0: That was back in the day before security. Right. Yeah. Back there in, the, no in the in the mid to late seventies. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, as I get older and I look back and go the mid to late seventies. Hmm.
1: Maybe been a little bit later than that, but um
0: I was yeah. trying to think. Yeah, I guess Poltergeist came out after I already had my driver's license. So that yeah. was probably eighty one, eighty two.
1: Back in the days that uh Anheuser Busch owned it. Uh, okay. Yeah, really, really fun job, really fun job. Awesome, and so how does, that,
0: how does uh, an East County kid go from working at SeaWorld, driving all the way the hell out there, and then uh, get on a radio? Where'd you work, what radio station?
1: Uh, KSON. Uh, okay. It was a Jefferson Pilot Communications back then. It's been through a, a couple of uh, other ownerships since then, but uh, they had the St. Jude Radiothon at Parkway Plaza, and I went there and I volunteered, Met some of the guys that were working it and just got to talk. Like to them. Like engineers,
0: producers kind of guys or on-air uh, talent?
1: No, there was some on-air talent, but people were like in promotions, people behind the scenes. And gotcha. Just got to talking to them and everything. and I'm like
0: The guys with the prize wheel and all the little yeah. gizmos of the handout. And
1: Ended all. up getting a job with them and cool. really, really having fun there.
0: And how long did you work in radio? Uh,
1: just two years. Just two uh, years, um,
0: um, decades ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And now... Like the other day I saw on your Facebook page, you were hosting a big giant extravaganza for radio folks in these East County. Yeah. of uh, San Diego County, but at your house.
1: Well, I'll back up just a little bit. Um, many years ago, my friend, Chris Carmichael ran a, a, a website that talked about all the goings on radio, anything that happens on radio, behind the scenes, on the air, promotions, anything. And then he decided after I think 12 years, it was done. And so, well, why can't I do this? So I, Took the keyboard from him, and I did that for a long time. and uh, Just as like a fun project? Just a fun project, a side, a side thing, and really had a great time. Met everybody in radio, some TV. Really uh, turned my life around. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. So uh, I've been writing a column and everything like that, and it worked out really good until the pandemic hit, and then all of my little birdies and moles were let go, and I had no more inside information. And to be honest with you, with all the firings with the big corporations, it hurt to see all my friends let go. And I sure. just I couldn't do it anymore. It, it just hurt too much. So went through the pandemic and everything and uh, still had all my friends, still had all that. No problem. Uh, each year we have a radio reunion and it's usually at a hotel. And we took two years off because of the pandemic. We decided to kick kick it off again this year. And the hotels were just asking for too much money this time down. So you know what? I got a decent sized property. Why not? So my wife and I said, well, we're going to have it here. And we had it on Sunday. (laughs) It was really fantastic. We we had about at least 50 people. We had a bartender there, uh, barbecue, uh, pulled pork sandwiches and it was really great. And to see all the friends again in one place, it was really neat because a lot of these people hadn't seen each other in a long time. So seeing all the little side conversations left and right of me was
0: just was a, a, a neat place
1: for people to get back together again. Cause they're not the younger folks. No, right. The no. radio folks pretend tend
0: to be, uh, have been around for a while in, in San Diego and, and they, they needed to be COVID concerned.
1: No, they did. And you know, the time passed and everybody did what they needed. And I mean, to no do. disrespect and, to anybody that
0: showed up to the party. That's not what I meant.
1: No, I think I think they know. Um, so, party went really great. I mean, you had people there like Shotgun Tom. Um, you had uh, John Ben's You know, I, I, some of these names may not ring a bell, but there was somebody there that um, kind of surprised me—not in costume, but the San Diego Chicken was there. Oh, good, Ted. And it was it was pretty neat. I had a long conversation with him as a native San Diegan. I let him know how much I appreciate him and all the happiness he's brought to hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, across the world. Yeah.
0: If not but, millions, it's nuts.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was really great. Um, it was fun. Everybody seemed to have a good time. A lot of pictures. Very
0: cool. Very cool. Yeah. And so that's, is this a kickoff of something new? Just a Joe and Amy's barbecue?
1: It might be, uh, might want to move it to a cooler month. It's funny because when I set it up, I checked the last three years temperatures and it was 79, 81 and 80. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have it on September 4th. It was like a hundred degrees. So. Nice.
0: That's always good. But we're going to move the month. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense.
1: If we have it at our house. That's great. If we have it somewhere else. That's fine too. As, as long as everybody's happy and, and has talking a good time. to each other. Yeah.
0: So you stayed involved and connected with your friends in the radio biz, mm-hmm. right? And then you started um, kind of, moved away from the, the website that was reporting on local media and radio and stuff. Right. And then you started your own production company or is it a company or is it a
1: hobby? What what, do you, what is it? I don't know if it's so much a company, um, but I do produce podcasts. Okay. And I have three shows right now. There's one or two more on the uh, springboard, hopefully ready to go here pretty soon. But right now I, I have uh, Brad Zink and he's a local author and a Corvette aficionado. And he had, he's published 53 books by himself, and all the money goes to charity. Um, really, really good guy. He actually made a run for governor this year. Um, didn't work, but you know what? He kept his passion going with the Corvettes and all the books and everything. So uh, we got him on Tuesdays, and Wednesdays we got our friend here in Santee, Rob McNellis. And we get around town. We try to promote local businesses, small businesses. Uh, we've been out to B&S Brewery. We've been over to Raymond's Barbershop, um, several businesses. uh, Right, over
0: what was just recently, uh, Junction 52 and Jimmy's and a couple other.
1: Yeah, we knocked out two in one day of that one. Uh, We started out at Jimmy's and then we walked over live, walked over to um, Junction 52 and and finished out the show. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We we try to promote the smaller businesses, especially now, now that everything's bouncing back, it's really important. And so Thursdays, I have former Padre Kurt Bavakwa, and he talks about, you know, obviously what's going on in L the pennant race, the trades and, and everything going on. And uh, he he brings in a guest every now and then. We've had Steve Garvey on twice, uh, umpire Joe West, uh, several, just really, really great guests that come on. Uh, we got a, a really good listener base, and I think everybody likes it. I really do. Like I said, I got one or two more on the springboard, hoping they kick off here real soon. Very cool. And now, how do people find this stuff? Well... Where
0: do they find it?
1: They can find the shows on YouTube, or uh, I have a website, Big D's Lil Studio, -Studio B-I-G-D-S-L-I-L-Studio.com.
0: Okay, and then what's the YouTube channel?
1: Uh, That one is the same.
0: Same spelling, Same, yeah. on, but just easy search it on YouTube. Yeah, easy to find. Okay, and then um, is it on Facebook? Other social media? Do you have links on that? Can they watch it live there?
1: Yeah, they can find me. Joe Nelson, um, Santi El Cajon. Really easy. Cool. Um, this guy yeah. with the Padre hat on. Usually have a Padre hat on. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, what do you think about what's going on with the Padres right now, man? They they spend all this money, they get all these big dogs in there. and went to a game the other day. They lost eight to nothing.
1: I think it's quite deflating. I think we know why. I think we know that a big bubble was popped because, uh, well, because somebody else was popped, you know, and mm-hmm. it really took a lot out of the team, but what am I? I'm just a fan, you know, I'm not. They're the pros, man. They need to step pros. up. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That's right. You
0: put that out of their head and, and hit with runners and scoring position, damn it.
1: Well, like I taught my little leaguers, just go back to the basics. Stick the bat out there. There was a batter a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he had uh, bases loaded. Just Watch that third strike go by, and I'm just—I'm st- I'm still seething over that. Just bat on the shoulder, and mm, can't, can't get past it.
0: You know, I—I um, I play softball on Sunday night over the sports plaques uh, where the has-beens, and um, I can
1: see your athletic physique, right? You know,
0: oh it's, well, it's, yeah, it's taken a while to to build this all fifty-seven years, you know. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I'm not the player I once was, and I can't say that I once will be the player I ever was either. But you know, I, we play, we have fun. We have a, a good mix of people on the team and it, everybody on the team is fun to have on the team. Right. Right. We take it seriously, but it's not like it's going to ruin our week if we lose. You know, it doesn't even ruin our afternoon. But um, you know, it, it's, I think most of the time I'm giving more, even though it's way less than any professional ball player, but I'm giving everything I got to get down the line on on a shitty, excuse me, on a crappy grounder to short. And I see these guys just shake it down the field and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. You know, you're making 22 million dollars a year. You can't, you know, give it 100% for 90 feet, really?
1: Kind of tells you where they are where their mindset is now with the season. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't want to say they they they've folded it up, but there's just no it doesn't look like inspiring baseball to me.
0: No, no. Uh, I used to invest in in-season tickets and it was uh it was fun. But then it just I seems like I cared more than they did.
1: Yeah. I, I know so. what you mean. We went to a game a couple of weeks ago and we were just All right, what's next? You know, it just it it was it was boring. And it's not a cheap thing, man. Nope. It's not like you back in the day
0: when you could go out and sit in the party uh, in the park for five bucks. Yep. Even the the park is, is market rate pricing. It's exactly
1: what I was just gonna say, the five dollar and then you mosey on in and find an empty seat. hmm. I like think they figured that one out.
0: Yeah. But I mean, even just getting in for five bucks, I mean, even if they made it so you could only be in that spot for five bucks, just build a fan base. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I guess that's uh not important anymore.
1: Well, their attendance is still good.
0: Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I, I honestly have not been um paying attention to professional sports for quite some time since it started getting political. Well, yeah. When Ed was throwing his, his no hitter, I had had a client call me and go, I know you're not watching right now, but I don't want to say the words, but you you can't miss it. It's history. And I'm like, no, it's political. I I can't. I I just want to watch baseball. I go to watch baseball. I watch football. I I do all that stuff so I can enjoy the game, the art of the game, watching the things happen that, okay, you know, sitting there with my kids, one of my kids or my wife, Go, hey, is it going to be a curveball in the dirt? You know, is he going to come in tight? What's what's he going to do with this pitch? We do that every pitch. And then to go, huh, huh. yeah, yeah, no, it's, you know, I don't need I'm to, with you. yeah. So I kind of weaned off of all that and it's been weird. Um, I'd love to go to little, watch little kids games, but I don't want to be the creepy old dude sitting in the stand without a grandkid. A, a team. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I know. Well, they just had the little league world series on my favorite thing to watch all year long. On sure. TV. Easily. I love watching that. I, I miss coaching. I coach my son every single year, T-ball to uh, right up to high school. Very cool. Loved it. It was so much fun. The Padres, maybe those beautiful new uniforms or jerseys will uh, make a difference.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, did you have any input on that? What the heck is up with that? It's very bubblegummy.
1: If I had, it wouldn't be looking like
0: that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, I, I see grown men walking around wearing those uh hats with a. is it like a crest green with like a lipstick, like
1: a mellow yellow and a
0: yeah, I, yeah it's kind of a weird.
1: You know, other people see it. That's fine. But I I don't see how that connects with um, supposed to tie into Mexico, San Diego. I don't see that at all. Should have had like missions on there.
0: I don't know. uh, Or at least strong bold colors, you know, but not. Yeah. It just seemed kind of flimsy. Very uh, Florida Marlins like. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So uh, Joe, tell me some more about uh, about your friends in, in the in the radio biz what 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 are those folks doing as that um, that industry starts to tr- churn a little bit are they uh, are there fewer and fewer job opportunities for them? are they moving to doing their own production? I know Cantori um, has a podcast, but he doesn't produce stuff very often.
1: Yeah, podcast is definitely the wave. Um, there's a lot of former radio that do that. But mm-hmm. some of them are just sitting on a beach. Also, you know, some of them got really good uh, severance packages, and so they're just sitting on a beach and, and living their life. Other ones, unfortunately, didn't get that, and now they're in different walks of life. You know, real estate agent, or
0: sure, um,
1: or or what have you. But you know, shotgun. He's still he's still on the radio. He's on Sirius XM now. He does the uh, '60s on six. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, they got the fever and they can't get rid of it. You know.
0: Now, do those folks do all their stuff out of their home studios and, and just upload it? Or do they drive into, does he actually drive into L.A.? Or what does he do? Uh,
1: speaking for everybody, they they can do it from anywhere. Uh, they go to the studio. Okay. They have to. Um, there is the capability to do it remote. Um, it's encouraged, though, that they go into the studio and, and be uh, organic, you know, in studio.
0: So they're not just going... And, um, just reading through a script and going, Hey, there, there it was. That was the police and uh, following up with your favorite band, Led Zeppelin. I was going to see who
1: you're going to follow up the police with.
0: Well, you know, I just.
1: Spandau ballet.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of the guy that Kaja Gugu, that's it. That's, that's like uh, of seagulls. Yes. Yes. Well, those was 80 band, 80s bands. But, um, yeah. So I was just curious you know, how that industry is changing. You know, we're seeing a lot of things change with, um, uh, God, I hate, I hate referring to the pandemic all the time, but post pandemic, you know, things are have changed a ton. Yeah. I talked to a lady this morning whose daughter still does her marketing job and she moved to Tennessee where they could afford to buy a house. And, you know, she literally phones it in every day.
1: Well, a lot of my friends who still are on the air, they did work from home and they're sitting in their kitchen or somewhere were in their closet with pillows all over the place to get the best sound. Uh, that's funny. They, they made it work and they're yeah. happy to be working. And we saw and, some
0: newscasters do the same thing. Uh, yeah. Didn't Dagmar do the weather from, mm-hmm. from her house and a couple other folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brought on a different uh, aspect to it. you know, you kind of learn a little bit more about them then. But, you know, I always had this affinity for traffic people. I don't know what it was, but like going back to the days of Monica Zek, you know, I just, mm-hmm. for some reason, I was a radio nerd. I'd, I'd record shows and listen to them later. I, I I had a problem. I know I did. But I always had a thing for traffic reporters because it's not an easy job. You know, they go in at like 5 a.m. They they go until, what, 9 o'clock or so? They go home. And then they got to come back and do the, the afternoon shift. That's not easy.
0: So they're doing a split.
1: Doing a split.
0: And that's back in the day, right, when they actually had to call around and get data and do all that where it wasn't all just like, created from everybody's uh, locations of their phones and how fast they're
1: moving. Right. Right. Uh, No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I had the opportunity because of what I was doing before with the column that I I wanted them to be recognized Uh, because traffic reporters don't always get the, the kudos they deserve. It's usually like the morning shows or the afternoon drive. So I approached the city of San Diego and we all went down or not all about Fifteen people went down to the mayor's office, stood with Mayor Faulkner at the time, and he gave them all a proclamation of declared that day, uh, national or city of San Diego traffic reporter day. Nice. And it was neat. It was neat to see them get their little, uh, their time.
0: You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, connected with that group, but when I was running the Santee chamber, they, uh, were doing the, um. Dedication over there by the In and Out Burger between In and Out and the Chevron right KCBQ there. The KCBQ Monument. The KCBQ Monument, and so I got to hang out there and, and see how that went, and, and meet some some people you know that were uh, that are in the business or were back then, mm-hmm. and uh, it was neat to see that there's um, a group of folks you know they're not they're not like old school baseball teams where oh you're on the other station I'm not talking to you, you know, they were all buddies. No,
1: they they're all, all family. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, behind the scenes, they're all family. Um, that that monument, by the way, it shouldn't be lost. It's kind of buried now with the In and Out, and not a lot of people know about that anymore. And yeah, I got something in the works. that will kind of pronounce that once more.
0: But yeah, well, you know, as the trees get more um, leaves on them, it kind of blends in a little more and that kind of thing. But yeah, well, hopefully, if there's anything I can do to to help make that a big deal, that was that was huge for our family uh, having KCBQ in town and and queuing in your car.
1: Yeah, that's right. A lot of pictures of that, the old, uh, the old station. The so, so my windows.
0: neighbor, uh, my buddy, Brian, they moved, uh, next door. Geez, probably 76, 77. And, um, Donnie and Marie were coming to KCBQ and they had five kids, right? They had the old station wagon, you know, dad worked, mom stayed at home. It was back in the day when that was still happening. And, uh, it was nuts, right? It was just like wall to wall people. Mission Gorge was packed. I'm sure the A and W was going crazy. And there was just people everywhere to see Donnie and Marie and they lost their youngest kid, Billy. They couldn't find him. And everybody's panicking. The cops were calling each other on the radios, looking for this little kid. And, you know, he comes walking out of the station with this autographed photo of Donnie and Marie. You know, nobody else could see them cause it was such a, so, so much uh, craziness. They just kind of whisked them in real quick and whisked them back out after they hit their did their spot. But, um, it was, it was kind of funny. The little kid got to meet him and everybody else is, you know, just trying to get a glimpse of him.
1: That's pretty great. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a legendary station. It sure launched a lot of great people's careers. Um, How did it end up in Santee? I don't have the answer for that. I don't
0: know. Oh, okay. We got to find out. Maybe we talk to Todd Williams, see what's up. He
1: knows. Todd Williams, good pull. Yeah.
0: Todd's That's a good pull. dude. Oh. Known Todd for like 35 years.
1: That was a good pull right there. Yeah.
0: Practically family.
1: That's great. Good yeah. guy. Super good guy. Yeah. So Joe,
0: what's the, what's the goal with your, with your production company with big D's little studio
1: um,
0: and why is there a chicken on there on your logo?
1: Well, I think, you know,
0: I got chickens. You got, yeah. Well, i just trying to get you to talk about your, right. you know, to give a clock and talk about your chicken.
1: No. And it kind of ties in with the name of the, uh, the website also, big D's little studio. Uh, I'm living now at the home I was born at and cause my parents passed away and now it's my turn to, Take care of it, it's decently sized property, and we have chickens, and my dad brought the chickens there now it's my turn to take care of them and My dad's name was Daryl. he was a master machinist at s d g and e twenty five thirty years, and his nickname there was big d and so therefore the chicken coop is and now the website is uh nicknamed after him big D very cool, yeah, so I don't know, just grow it as big as I can get it, but you know still have fun with it and try to help people with what they want to do and now do you broadcast
0: on a podcasting service or is it strictly video
1: no it's uh it is a a podcast service uh it is video as well we go on youtube and and some other outlets but the best place to look is on the website right there Uh, i probably stop at about five i I don't want it too too much because you know i still got my full-time job my wife and Chicken, All your chickens, chickens take care yeah. of, and a dog, and a bird, and four cats. a bunch of and, grandkids, and, and again taking care of my wife. Mm-hmm. You well, know. anyway, you know.
0: High maintenance. No, no. I think it's the other way around.
1: Oh, I think you're the high oh, maintenance one. Yeah, get that mixed up.
0: Yeah. How, how's Amy doing?
1: Good. Good. She um, she is now managing Dino's Pub. Uh, oh, Dean, over in La Mesa. La Mesa, Dean Velasco. Everybody in Santee knows Dean from the Riverwalk Grill. He has opened a bar in La Mesa on Baltimore drive and Amy is now managing that. Very They're doing cool. very well. There's something like almost every night. Uh, you were doing night, something was,
0: yesterday, weren't you? A luau or something?
1: Yeah, there was a Luau yesterday, mm-hmm. Labor Day Luau. Uh, a lot of people were there and then they had dancing last night. and then They have like trivia and bingo and whatever else throughout the week. There's always something going on, live bands. It's a fun place to go. I'm not really a bar guy, but it's mm-hmm. a fun place to hang. Cool. Yeah.
0: Dean and Erica are good folks.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're really good people.
0: Good deal. Well, Joe, keep in touch. I hope uh, you're not business, uh, all the success in the world.
1: Well, if you run out of guests again, you can call me again. Well, I'm not out of
0: guests. I just thought, you know what? You're doing all this production stuff. Oh. I want to know what the heck's going on. And maybe some other folks might be able to find it and see uh, see some of the, your interesting folks that you have in town, even if it is Rob McNellis. <laughs> well, I hope I was interesting enough. Oh, I'm sure you would be. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks for coming in, buddy. We'll see you at the next one.